What's going on, everybody? Welcome back into the Break Started Podcast, where we teach you how to watch the NBA. Well, I don't know if we really teach them. So when you watch the TV, they're playing basketball. You're gonna have to blink every, you know. Some people are on the lower end. Some people are on like the like half second, some the heavy blinkers. Other people, they got those watery eyes. They just be going for like a minute straight without blinking. Those people are creepy. Yeah, we don't, we don't, we don't hang out with them. Do you, you think you know someone who's like that? Who's a stare? No, dude. I watched this Christmas movie this weekend, and. I don't know what the girl's name is in there, but she literally, her eyes are open so wide. The whole, like, she's just looking and she's just like, hi, <laughs> hello. It looks, it looks like she's like mad all like the time. trying to hold her eyes open. Yeah. It just hurt my eyes trying to show you what it looked like. But <laughs> anyways, um, we're going to lose a contact literally at the bro. beginning of recording. <laughs> that would have been bad. Anyways, crazy week of basketball, some big game winners. Some players going out with injury. Sorry, Curry. Sorry, AD. Um, The Curry one is weird, bro. Because I feel like I've felt that injury before, but I've never had anything like serious from it. mm -hmm. But it was. I did you see his little like like the muscle back here kind of like jump a little when it happened? Uh -uh. It was a. It was. It was not enjoyable to watch, to say the least. (laughs) Well, yeah, he's out for a little while. Um, There's a couple teams that have long win streaks. One that has a double-digit losing streak. Um, Would never be able to guess that one. Damian Lillard passed Clyde Drexler as the all-time leading scorer for the Portland Trailblazers. Pretty cool. How high is he on that? What do you mean? I mean, like I'm, I'm just trying to figure out how many points that is. I think it's like 11,000 or something like that. Feels low, right? Maybe for a, more than for that. a franchise record? I'm, I'm, I'll look at it. I'm curious. Anyways, now. Lillard's been in the league since what? He was in the 2012 draft with AD. So, ninth year, tenth year season. Yeah, I guess that is a this pretty is long his, tenure. Yeah, this is his tenth year. So it has to be more than eleven thousand because it's probably like twenty thousand. I say yeah, they probably put it like a thousand each year at minimum. Um. Anyways, he passed Clyde Drexler. Pretty cool. Um. After New Orleans was. The longest win streak in the league last week when we recorded. They've lost four straight. Um, not looking great for them. They went from first in the West to now they're fourth. They've, they've, they haven't looked bad, but they've looked meh. They lost to the Jazz twice. Back-to-back games, then the Suns finally beat them. 18,000. Oh, okay. I was say eleven felt kind of low. Okay, okay, that makes more sense. Yeah, like nine seasons. Okay, hey, CJ's top five. CJ's around the, the eleven thousand mark. Okay, kind of makes a little more sense. Yeah, because what would it? It's what Lillard, then Clyde, then Aldridge, then what? Like Bill Walton, Terry Porter, then Terry CJ. Porter, then CJ. Doesn't I assume, Bill, I assume Bill Walton's like top ten. I could look it up. Nah. Anyway, he's somewhere there. Yeah, he just he won like, an MVP there. So. He just somewhere like running his mouth or something, saying some nonsense. <laughs> Like a, he, like a crazy he, old man. Isn't he the play-by-play guy for, like, Oregon or something? Yeah, sometimes they have him on uh, ACC games, too. It is a... Uh, He's so loud. He's just like, yeah, guys, I... Uh, he doesn't really say anything. That, that's what I hate. Sometimes, like, he'll just be talking, and I'm like, dude, just shut up. <laughs> like, you're not saying anything to me. I'm trying to watch the game. He's kind of like that friend that you take that's just like... So what did you guys do for lunch yesterday? I'm like, dude, 
I'm trying to I'm trying to watch the boy ball right here, okay? I don't know. I don't know. We don't need to vent about that. But today we're gonna do all star predictions. Um this is episode one fifty. Hey. Big milestone. Huge. Big milestone. It's our third fifty bomb. We're basically better than Joel and B. That's all I heard. Hey. So he has two this season. I mean, we have three. Hey, you know what is cool about us starting or doing our all-star predictions today hmm. is that all-star voting opened up today coincidence i think not how uh, in the hell <laughs> we i mean we planned we, on this for like last a week, week two last weeks. week um, and yeah so all-star voting opened up today the first day that it's going to be so they're not allowing twitter votes this year okay they're only allowing people that have an nba id which is you have to have an account on the NBA app, basically. Um, so they're just making people sign up to vote. Yeah, basically. Which is good because you're not going to get people just going on Twitter and saying, hashtag Andrew Wiggins for All-Star, hashtag blah, blah, blah for All-Star. Oh, so they're not doing the tweet votes anymore. No, no Twitter votes, only through the website. Which is That's a good idea. Very smart. You're not going to get as many votes. I guarantee you that. Yeah. Especially but, what was it last year? Luca got like seven million. It was stupid. Um. Well, I mean, who got so LeBron got more than that because yeah. he was capped. I was looking at this earlier today. Can you continue? I'm but yeah, so there's going to be a lot fewer votes, but you're not going to have on Twitter. It's so easy to just go create an account and then just tweet it out, tweet it out, tweet it out, tweet it out. Whereas I mean, I literally made one in like 2016 that like says Jabari Parker for all star. <laughs> and that's all I tweeted. So yeah. see like it's super easy to just go on there and just create an account. Cause you don't even have to like recognize your email. Like you can yeah. just put in any random email and you can go on there and start tweeting. Yeah, LeBron had 9 million fan votes. Yeah. So this year I'm assuming it's, if we get above 3 million, I will be, Get more than we'll get more than that because because they're gonna still on... let people vote every day but the tweeting thing was weird because it, it counted like retweets which was like exponentially yeah. more than going on the website and i mean it, i don't remember what it used to be but like when they first started opening up fan voting mm-hmm. i mean it was only around like three million because on on 2k they only put it to like oh Luca got 4 million votes and they're the all-star captain. Yeah, this is so 2020. I just went back two years. The most votes was six. Six million. That was LeBron. Okay, so I mean, you're talking like three three million votes from the number one guy, not even in total. Yeah, so I'm assuming it's going to drop an exponential amount just because 2019 was four, 4.6. See, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I think it's going to drop significantly. 2018 was 2 million was the highest vote getter. Yeah, there we go. It's a pretty exponential jump right here <laughs> in that little run. And I'm assuming that's because Twitter was getting huge. I mean, it feels like every single person is on Twitter nowadays. That's social media. Hey, you know, but it, when is the All-Star game? February, it closes like three weeks before, two, three weeks before. I believe some. Like and that. so there's going to be triple vote days. You know how that used to be like mm. double well, now it's going to be triple. They're like, please, God, get these numbers back up. We can't have less votes this year. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it, it's going to be a lot lower. But I will bet it's you gonna somehow be... they get up to like $9 million for LeBron. I Somehow. Bro, that's gonna be... I promise. There's no way they don't. Well, I so I screenshotted my first submission. And, you know, I can't. When, whenever you want somebody in there that 
it's like, okay, I need them in there. And I don't think they'd beat out these other people. You can't go in there and put like Shea and Curry because Curry's direct competition for Shea. So I went Shea and Westbrook. Okay. Whatever. I, I can't go in vote. Yeah. And then for bigs, I put Lowry Markinen, Nikola Jokic, and then Poku. Just because I was like, so why'd I you can't play Jokic. Mo- huh? Why'd you play Jokic? I mean, Poku's not going to make it. He, <laughs> I mean, he could, but I put three white seven footers that are from different countries. Um, and then in the East, I put the players that I'm ex- I'm. Four of them I'm expecting to start, and then one of them is like, I hope he starts. It's Halliburton is that I hope he starts. It's either him or Trey. Um, it's Halliburton, Donovan Mitchell, Giannis, Tatum, and KD. So let me ask you this. Okay. <laughs> you want to tell me why Poku and JRE are within 100 votes last year of fan votes? How many of those were you? They're within 100, homie. That means everyone who's voting for Poku is also voting for JRE's ass. <laughs> I mean, when when I look at OKC fans, uh, and Mike Muscala is with, right there next to them. Come on, now. hey, I mean, <laughs> I I can't deny or confirm that any of those were me. I'm um, hearing y'all have exactly somewhere between four thousand seven hundred and four thousand nine hundred fans. Somewhere in there is is the true core group. So you got to, how many followers do you have? Is it about that many? Or? No, it's, it's like 200. Well, there, I mean, th- that's about a number of people you need to follow Sean. Apparently all the boys. Um, but yeah, <laughs> so that was my first submission and that's probably going to be the same submission I put in every time just because you can't have competition for Shay, And then why not just put three Serbian Finland players yeah. in there yeah whatever what is, is poku is he he's from serbia okay okay yeah dude he has this he, he had to like get all stitched up on his like right under his eyebrow i don't know what it, i don't even remember seeing it hmm. he must have gotten elbowed like unconscious well, his his bones are pretty close to the skin dude i <laughs> all i gotta say is dude it's disgust and then we were abby and i were watching the game last night and it was like it was purple. Like ninety oh, percent like under of his the skin. I was just oh, purple mm. all right there, and I'm just like, Jesus, dude, that has to hurt. Yeah, but that does hurt. But yeah, let's get into our predictions. By the way, we are now tied. So for all active players, you know, since we got 150, that's three 50 point games. We're tied with Giannis and Clay Thompson for 12. Hey, active players. That's all pretty I gotta good. Say. I mean, we pretty, talk top 12. Pretty solid. Top 12. That sounds like a podcast one to me. You know, I mean, top 12, 12 teams. Hey. Sounds pretty good to me. But uh, let's get right into it. So we're going to give you guys some autos. So we don't we don't need to talk about why um, Giannis or Joel Embiid needs to make uh, the All-Star game. So we're going to give you like the chalk. What are the terms we have? Automatic picks, first pick off the block, the uh, um, the, the, the six-foot-three kid at uh, pickup ball. Uh, That's me, by the way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we'll do, let's do uh east backcourt, front court, west backcourt, front court in that order. Um, so the chalk is going to be for backcourt in the east. Both of us have Donovan Mitchell, Trey Young, Tyrese Halburn. I don't really know, Tyrese Halburn might not be automatic for everyone. For me, he's he definitely is. They're playing great, that team is looking good. 
Um, if he's not an, like an all-star to you, name more than one game of the Pacers that you've watched. That's all I'm saying. They look really good. Their entire offense looks great. Um, so let's talk about some of the guys that we don't have as automatic picks. So I actually had Garland in there as like a pretty much automatic. Um, Sean was a, a kind of a little on the edge of it for it, um, but he had a, he had a reason. So I kind of let him go into that when we get to it. But um, I think Garland's going to get in there. That back, that front court, as long as they're still you know in that top five grouping of the East, um, I think they deserve to. I don't know if Mobley really should be All Star in my opinion, just for the fact that like I think he's good, but it's still more of like. I don't know if he's at that caliber. So for them to get two, it's gonna have to be Garland. Um, he's been playing great. Um, what, what do you what do you think about Garland? Kind of feeling why you kind of had him a little on the outside looking in, but still probably can make it. So with Garland, I have him where he's probably the he's probably gonna be the pick just because it's easier to pick somebody that's already been an All Star, and I don't have him like necessarily competing with Mobley for the spot. But, you know, coaches are going to have a certain amount of bigs they want, a certain amount of guards they want. And there's another, I'm just going to go ahead and say the tandem is Drew Holiday or Brooke Lopez. I mean, one of those guys is likely to make the all-star game uh, alongside Giannis. And, I mean, if they pick Brooke Lopez, it's going to be more likely that uh, Mm -hmm. Darius Garland gets picked. And if they pick Drew Holiday, it's going to be a little less likely because – you know, they're not going to want to have an overload of guards mm-hmm. for the team. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, Evan Mobley, the, the Cavs are number one defense in the league. They're top ten in offense. And, I mean, without Evan Mobley, I don't think you would be able to set. I mean, without Evan Mobley, Donovan Mitchell is never traded to this team because mm-hmm. you don't have the defensive versatility in the – front court to be able to help with that backcourt liability, I guess you'd say, because mm-hmm. I mean, two undersized guards and Darius Garland and Donovan Mitchell isn't going to work. And I mean, I've talked about this extensively on other podcasts where I'm just saying Evan Mobley is so integral to the defense that, I mean, you cast fans, you better be thankful that you have Evan Mobley over like Jalen green or I mean, I don't even think they'd take – I don't think they would have traded for Donovan Mitchell if they had Scotty Barnes. Mm-hmm. But um, I think Evan Mobley, while the numbers aren't huge, I mean, he's – I think he's in the middle of, like, those players that are – maybe they're all-stars, maybe they're not, you know, mm-hmm. like, the, on the verge. I don't think he's like, oh, yeah, he should be the first injury reserve shoe in mm-hmm. um but with that first kind of logic where it's like they can't overload it guard they can't overload it big right and i don't think evan mobley is that far off of garland right but garland already has that all-star nod under his belt so now what well, so another name that i had kind of on my outside looking in but again there's gonna have to be six of these guys so you know not really technically outside um but outside of our chalk grouping is Dejounte murray I just don't know if I really want to give the Hawks two. So I was honestly, I didn't want to lock him in as, you know, making it unless, you know, we kind of had the conversation about it. Like, I think Gerardi should make it. He is uh, on the number one team in the NBA. He's a 115 offensive rating, 103 defensive rating. That's number one in the NBA 
on over 30 minutes per game. He is the number one defensive rating in the entire NBA. And he's put up a 2.3 assist turnover ratio. I actually think he's playing great ball. He should have got it last year. We, they ended up giving it to Chris. We, we talked about that last year. Um, so that would kind of round out my grouping right there. Would just be Donna Mitchell, Trey, Tyrese. Those are my three chalks. Um, Garland is going to get in there on that four spot. Then I'm going to go Drew Holiday. And then I guess DeJounte. But honestly, like I'm, I'm not in love with that. I really am not. Um, that sixth spot is completely open to me. Like, is there someone that you would put in there instead of DeJounte or instead of Drew? Um, I think it comes down to where you put Jalen Brown at. So I put him as a front court based on how he got voted in last year or how he was voted on last year. And see, I think that when it comes down to it, the way that they've been, I mean, their lineup has been back and forth, whether who's starting, whatever. Um, but you're most of the time you're starting, obviously Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, Al Horford, and then, Sometimes you go with Grant Williams. Sometimes you go with Derek White. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think, I mean, Robert Williams has played two games. He hasn't started either. But if Robert Williams was healthy all year, I think Jalen Brown's your starting two guard. And although you can't base it off of that, um, I think he's going to end up coming down to that. Oh, well, if we need him to be a guard, he can just be a guard. But mm-hmm. if we want him at forward, he can be a forward. Mm-hmm. And I think if you're trying to get, if there's more bigs that you're wanting to have in the all-star game, then you can just say, Oh, Jalen Brown's just a guard. I mean, we mm-hmm. can just add, we can just go ahead and add Siakam in here, or we can add yeah. Brooke Lopez in here. And then Jalen Brown's just the guard. Yeah. I like that a lot, actually. Um, the Jay- other guard that I had as a name was uh, Jalen Brunson. Okay. Which, yeah. You got to talk to this because we, we were kind of springing it on before we started recording, but so, I mean, the Knicks, right now they're on a seven-game win streak, which that's not going – that's not pushing me to picking Jalen Brunson. But, I mean, you know how the league is trying to – they always want to get these huge players out of smaller market teams. And Luca, although Dallas is a decent-sized market, they're not a big market team. Mm-hmm. And Jalen Brunson, the whole storyline was, oh, New York, New York, blah, blah, blah. Like, he's going to New York. He's going to be with his dad. He's going to be with – uh, his dad's best friend who's coaching the team mm-hmm. and all this, all everything. And New York is looking pretty solid right now. I mean, like I said, they're on a seven game win streak. They're the sixth seed right now. They're half a game back of Philly, 17 and 13, Philly 17 and 12. Um, I think if they're in the top, I said top five, but I think even if they're in the top six, if they're in the top six, come, coach voting time you have to decide between either julius randall and jalen brunson and Mm. i don't like watching julius randall so i was like you know let's just go with jalen brunson and call it a day i i get the logic and he has he is balling i mean his this past week he he averaged 27 points per game so can't take that away from him obviously but it's just and they're winning games i know it's just there's just so many, like I would rather see Harden out there. You know what I mean? Like limping around or, I mean, we talked about all uh, last episode or two, two episodes ago talking about how he wasn't up to his level, but like, I don't know. I understand the logic. I really do. It's just, I, I don't want them to have one. I really don't. It's kind of like when they were trying to talk us into having like RJ Baird as an all-star and they're like, Oh, we'll give it to Randall instead. And it's like, Randall's doing good, but it's like, I mean, Randall's stats look really good this year. I mean, 
he's averaging it's not crazy amount more than Jalen Brunson, but 22 and a half points, nine rebounds, three and a half assists with a stock per game. Mm. I mean, it doesn't look pretty, but the stats look good. Yeah. I mean, Jalen Brunson averaging a little under 21 points, three and a half rebounds, six and a half assists with more stocks than uh, Julius Randle. But I think most of it comes down to there's not any other guards that I like. Yeah. Like DeJounte Murray isn't playing that great. I mean, he's been out for a while. Yeah. And the Hawks just haven't, like, preseason, I wasn't as high on them. I know Zach wasn't super high on them, but I mean, they're barely the eighth seed right now. Yeah, the, the more I'm watching them, so I, I try. I wanted to figure out, like, why they weren't doing so good. So I watched, like, two or three of their games from this past week. And what I noticed is, like, I know we're all kind of, like, leaning into that whole, like, oh, yeah, everyone's just going to play like the Warriors were, blah, 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 this kind of movement stuff. But it's, like, the whenever Trey doesn't have the ball, is something that I picked up on, is when he, if he doesn't have the ball, he's just stationary in the corner. Like, he's a spot-up shooter. And I get that. Like, okay, he's probably, like, 45% on that, honestly. Just off the top of my head, he's probably lights out right there. Just stand and shoot, catch and shoot, three in the corner. But, like. You don't want to kind of like backdoor cut him, fake cut. You don't want an elevator screen. Like any of these crazy, like beautiful setup plays off ball with him. You don't want to do anything with that. And this, it's the same thing with DeJounte. When DeJounte doesn't have the ball, he's just he's just putting the corner. They're like, all right, cool. We're going to let our uh, hot rod car just sit in the garage. And, uh, you know, whenever it's his turn, we'll drive him. It, it's just, it's kind of gross. Like, I, I really hate it. Like, I, I want to see like, I mean, I don't, it might sound stupid, but like, Bro, I want to see like some kind of like mismatch where like John Collins is handling the ball and either Trey Young or Dejounte Murray's one setting the screen. Like I want to see something crazy where it, where you're where you're running like these two guys like double horns for like someone like John Collins or Anyeka or like any of these guys that you think can handle the ball, they really can't. But like you think they can. I think it's I think it should be DeAndre Hunter. I think DeAndre yeah, Hunter should him. be that guy literally that is handling the ball when it's not in their hands. But they just they don't want to move off ball. Yeah, I don't like why. Why is Dejounte and, and Trey Young not screening for each other off ball? Like and, holy shit, that is deadly. And I mean, I think it it, it comes down to they, they this is their first year together. Mm. I mean, Shea and Giddy didn't look great their first year together. Mm. And I mean, they, while they are seasoned players, mm. I mean, you still have to learn to work with another ball handler. And I think it a lot of it is. They are the only ball handlers on the team. I mean, when they're on the court, the ball is in their hands 95% of the time, it feels like. I mean, I don't think I have ever turned on a Hawks game and have seen somebody other than those two bring the ball down the court. Yeah. And I think that's where a lot of it is. I I don't think Nick McMillan is that great of a coach, but – I, you can't put it all on them. You can't He's put it all on running them. like good yeah. schemes. Like if, if, even if you were to put like this Hawks team on the Pacers and just had them run the offense that I'm watching them run, I think they would literally be like top five at minimum. Just just putting that offense on there and not even like actually crafting it for Trey Young and Dejounte Murray. I don't know. It's just. It, I also think Rick Carlisle is a, like a top twenty coach of all time compared yeah. to Nate McMillan, but. I want to go and say the reason that I don't have uh, Harden in there is, I mean, he, he's played great when he's played, but he's played the same amount of games as Tyrese Maxey, and we haven't seen Maxey in over a month. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, when you look at it, they've both played 15 games. And I mean, if you if I haven't seen Tyrese Maxey in over a month and that means you missed and, a month. So yeah. It's like somewhere him in there. And Harden <laughs> have played the same amount of games. It's like. If you unless you play every single game from now until the all star break, I don't think I can choose you mm-hmm. like I can't put you in there as an all star as much as I as much as I think he is helping this Sixers team when he is playing. Like, I think Maxi is a better player than him when Maxi is playing. That that might be a lot to say, but I said it before the season. I'll say it again now. Um, and I, like I said, I don't think the guards in the East are that great. And I feel like compared to the West, there's a lot of guards in the West I'd want to have play, mm-hmm. and then the East is a lot of front court players that I want to play. Yeah. I'd agree with that. Uh, speaking of front court, let's go straight into that. Um, we had almost all six of these as locks. Um, I'll say five just so we can kind of run through a few names here quickly. We don't need to spend a bunch of time. We know there's a ton of really good guys here. Um, Giannis, Chalk, Embiid, Tatum, Kevin Durant. I think all those are unanimous automatics. Um, both of us had Siakam. I think he should be the Chalk. Uh, I think he's like as close to it as you can be without being in it. Yeah. I mean, 24 points per game, eight rebounds, seven assists. I mean, that is a really, as an all-star stat line. Yeah. Plain and simple. The assists are beautiful. I, I honestly was amazed when I saw that. I don't watch enough Raptors games. I really don't, but the seven assists is really, really incredible. Well, I don't think you should because they suck. Yeah. I mean, <sighs> you would, honestly, what's crazy is like, it's almost like they want Scotty to have that stat line, but Siakam's just doing it. I mean, Siakam's been in the league since 2016. We don't even need to get into that. Um, So there's five that we we both agree are definitely chalk. And then Jalen Brown, if he is a guard, then obviously he's going to make it in. Actually, let's have this conversation like Jalen Brown's a guard. So we have that one free spot. Um, My guys who were like just outside of it, I had Jimmy up there. He was just top five in fan votes last year. He's He was roughly equal with Tatum last year. I mean, just – not the same team. They're not doing as good. I, I just, mean, I think with like when you can only vote for five players mm-hmm. and the players that you'd have to vote over, like him over, are Tatum, KD, Giannis, and Embiid. Yeah. Like he's not going to. I mean, he could be the fifth player, yeah, but he ain't going to be in that top four. <laughs> he ain't even going to be close. Yeah. I, I just know that he's going to get some votes and like, you know, they obviously add them all together. He might just like slowly sneak into that very bottom grouping of that. Um, and then I had, and obviously both of us don't think it's going to happen, but just the name out there, I had Paolo. Just for his numbers, I think are deserving of to be in it over a guy like Jimmy. If Again, if Jalen Brown's a guard, that spot's available to me. Um, but I I just don't think he's going to get it. We The NBA historically just doesn't give rookies all-star, all-star uh, nods, so – um, honestly, the last, the last rookie air quotes that made the All Star game was Blake Griffin in his quote unquote rookie yeah. year, um, but which he was awesome in the dunk contest. So it's kind of like yeah, a, yeah. And he's already there, so why not? Yeah. Um, but my front court players that I had, obviously Siakam, blah blah blah. Um, I had Brooke Lopez or Evan Mobley, right? You, I feel you like, touched on that a little yeah. bit. Um, and then. I didn't mention him to you pre-conversation. Uh, Bam. Yeah. I think Bam is the best player on the Miami Heat right now. Probably. Like, 
coaches vote, if it comes down to it, he will make it over Jimmy, over Hira, over Lowry, whoever you want to say. Bam is the number one guy on the Miami Heat, and if I had a coach's vote, he would probably be in there for me. Like, when I'm looking at it, as long as the Heat are in the playoffs around that time, I feel like you have to put him in there because, mm-hmm. I mean, Jimmy Butler's missed a lot of time. Tyler Hero's missed some time. Kyle, I mean, Kyle Lowry's played the same amount of games, but mm-hmm. Bam it has played. Yeah, no, I know. Um, <laughs> was that boy ever what, like six points a game? Uh, boy, 14. Boy, on that George Hill budget. But yeah, so Jimmy Butler, Tyler Hero, they're averaging 22, 21, and then Bam's averaging 20.7, a little under 10 rebounds, three and a half assists with a steal and a block per game. I mean, mm-hmm. he is easily the best player on that team. They're the number one seed in their division or their yeah division. Yeah. They're in their division. And I just, if it comes down to it, if you have to put a Miami heat player on there, then I feel like he has to be your choice. All right, let's do West front court. Um, we had about four guys that are hundred percent chalk, I would say. And then one that is kind of iffy or sorry, we had five guys who were chalk. One is, Eh, most likely going to be it. Um, so the five locks for us are going to be Steph, Luca, John Morant, Devin Booker, and Mr. Woohoo! Shea Gildas Alexander. Oh, you for, you messed up his name. Him Shady. Ah, ah, okay, 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 okay. Don't mess it up again. Okay. Don't. Him Shady. Don't mess it up. I'm telling you. I'm uh, telling you. So those are five. Uh, Shay is again kind of like the same situation that like Pascal is for us, or at least for me. Um, the numbers look good. If you don't also believe he's a lock, you probably aren't watching enough of their games. Um, he's averaging the third most points in the league. Yeah, 30, 31 points, four point seven rebounds, five point eight assists. I mean, he has the most clutch points in the league. What does that calculate? Like last two minutes or last four within last, 10 or something? I don't know what it is exactly, but he has. <laughs> I don't know. Someone told me this shit was he was the best. Hey, he, he is. <laughs> Somebody told me he's the best and he is the best. Um, He has eight more points than DeMar DeRozan. That's what I know. He has 79 and DeMar if, DeRozan has 71. If DeMar is second, I don't know if I trust that stat because DeMar, I mean, I mean DeMar wasn't in our, our all-star picks. I don't know if I don't know if we touting. All right, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. <laughs> let, me, let me read it. Let me read it. Okay. Shea Gilgis Alexander has hit five shots to tie or take the lead in the final second of a game. Okay. It's the most since 2012, 2013. And that's only in 28 games so far this season. So y'all are just playing in close games. Oh yeah. We've played like okay. the most or we're tied for the most clutch games in the league. Jesus. Which I mean So, so he's wait. DeMar is second in that. I'm assuming so. Okay. Um, okay. The, so Pretty he's solid. he's five for six in those moments. Does that count points or that counts like shots? You that counts. I mean? It's he's like made he five of his six field goals attempted. Mm. Yeah. Solid. Um, our sixth one that is probably just gonna happen because there's not like a ton of options right here. Um, we have Dame. Now I put a little asterisk next to him because he only has 18 games played, but the options that are gonna fill in for him. I mean, I don't even know if I really care to touch on that much. I'm just going to run through my names, and then I'm going to give it to Rashawn. Um, I had, like, De'Aaron Fox is kind of close, but eh. Um, 
I had Simons because I kind of think he's played good, but I don't think he's all-star caliber. Anthony Edwards is just the name value. I don't think he's really earned it. Honestly, no one on the Timberwolves has really earned it. Um, I had Jamal Murray, but he's still kind of still ramping up, but he's played 25 games, which is surprising. I can't believe he's played more than Dame. Um, and then I had Vassell. That was just more of like a touch out there, but just because I already kind of want him to be in the three-point contest. So kind of maybe like a coach's vote, injury fill-in type guy, but um, pretty sure it's going to be Dame. What about you, Sean? Um, one name you didn't mention, I don't know if you're going to consider him a guard or a forward. He's in that Jalen Brown role, which, I mean, they're basically the same type of player. It's Paul George. I am um, a forward. Yeah, so, I mean, whether you want to talk about him as a forward or as a guard, I mean, when he went his first year with the Clippers, he was a guard. Second mm. year with the Clippers, he was a forward. And then, I mean, it's just switching back and forth with the personnel that they play with. Um Desmond Bain is somebody that we talked about during our intermission that if he had played the right amount of games, then yeah. he would almost be a shoe in mm-hmm. because especially with their record. Yeah. Grizzlies are number one seed. He's played incredible throughout the season that he has played in. And I mean, he just looks great out there. I mean, he's he looks already going to be he yeah. just straight up looks better than he, he was he's before. A, he's already going to be in the three point contest. As long as he's healthy around that time, he's averaging, like 25 points per game. I mean, it's only been 12 games, but anything over 10 games is like, it's a decent sample size. I mean, we're 30 games into the season. Mm-hmm. He's played a third of the season. He's averaging 25 points per game. I mean, that's enough for me to say, I'm excited. He's to see probably he can, at that tier. I'm excited to see if he can do it when he comes back me too. with, with Jaron Jackson here. Yeah. That's going to be the barrel test. Um, did you want to touch on anyone in there? I think it's probably just me. Dame. Um, there's no other guards that I really think should make it. Yeah. I mean, look, just looking at the teams that names you mentioned, I've already, seen but, CJ thrown around, but I'm not really yeah. a fan of putting CJ in there. I don't know if he's at that level. Maybe if you're just swapping him for Dame, but I think I would rather have Dame. Yeah. I, the names that would come to my mind if I needed another guard is, and you have already mentioned a lot of these Jamal Murray, Chris Paul's not in there. Cameron Payne. No, I'm just kidding. Um, CJ McCollum. He's. Mm. I mean, if New Orleans went into All Star break Hot. with yeah. like first or second seed, I mean, and Brandon Ingram's been out for a while. CJ is that leader on the team. Zion's already going to be in there, but you might give them another one. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, injured like injury replacements come He's in. on the short He list. could be in there. Um, nobody from the Clippers, unless you count Paul George as it. Aaron Fox is a name that you could throw in there. I don't like Simons, but some people do. Um, Anthony Edwards has been good when there's no centers playing. <laughs> I think we're, they were closed out um, on guards. But yeah, that's about all the guards that I could even mention in here because there's – None on the rest of the teams. I agree. Uh, let's do front court. Um, I think we. I have five five chalk, and one of them may be iffy, but being that the team is the hosting team, they will probably get one. Um, uh, LeBron, he might make it. Um, not really. You know, you never know. Uh, he, he wouldn't make it if there wasn't a fan vote. I, I, I honestly <laughs> Bro, don't think no, he would make it. Nah, if there wasn't a fan nah. Vote. He would definitely make it. Uh, Jokic. Chalk, Anthony Davis has played so good. Um, we, I have Zion. You have Zion as well. Um, 
And then we have Laurie Markkinen. I think he's played really good, um, but he also is just going to kind of get a bump for me just because they're the home or the uh, the hosting team, whatever you want to call it. Um, so then we're kind of left with like one spot open that honestly you can just pick. I I really don't care between the two if it's Paul George or Sabonis. I put Cat's name down just because he's been there before. Um, you have to give the Kings a all-star. Yeah. I, I mean, they're the sixth seed right now, but you have to give them an all-star. Mm-hmm. They're, they're going to make the playoffs after a 17-year drought of not making the playoffs. They haven't made the playoffs since 20, 2020, 2006. That was the last time they made the playoffs. And, I mean, I think they're a shoe in for the playoffs right now. You have to give them an all-star. And Sabonis has already been in it, like we've already talked about with other players since he's already been in it he's the most likely player to make it and i mean we knew fox was a really good player but adding sabonis he comes in he's dropping i mean his, this is a usual stat line 18 points 12 rebounds six assists i mean what was his stat line last his stat line last night was stupid sabonis yeah 28 yeah. 23 and 7 and that he's had He's had two 2020 and seven assist games. Insane. Like, and that's that's in his last three games. I'm not even talking about the last whole week. The last three games, he's had two 2020 and seven mm-hmm. games. Um, you you have to give them an all star. I think I hedge over to Sabonis just because, again, I don't love any of the rest of the bigs because. I don't think you can give it to Jaron Jackson. You're not going to give it to Steven Adams. Denver, if Michael Porter played a lot more, maybe you'd talk somebody into... I don't into, even know if he's close. Um, DeAndre Ayton, if you have to give Phoenix a second all-star, if they are if they jump back up to the number one seed. I mean, a lot of it hinges on whether these teams are high up there. I mean, Rudy Gobert could get the, oh, he's already been an all-star a bunch of times. You can't. Like, he does not deserve to be an all-star. Um, I know we've said that before, but like, he does not look good this season. Yeah. Um, when Chet comes back from it, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but one other thing I wanted to mention that we haven't talked about, obviously, is Anthony Davis is going to be out a month. I mean, could he lose his spot in the all-star game? I think it's just Paul George fills in. <laughs> if we think Sabonis is going to take the spot. Yeah, and um, then and then if it's another person, then it's just like, all right, well, we're just I gonna make just Paul George guards. Yeah, there. you're gonna make Paul George a guard, and then, or sorry, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll keep him a forward, and then you'll yeah. just throw in Jamal Murray. Or I don't think it's outlandish to say DeAndre Ayton could make the All Star game this year. I don't. I think there's a lot of locks for the All Star game, but those like last couple, I think there's such a toss up that it's like. They could make it, but there's six other people that could make it. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, one of the lot, like, say Curry doesn't play in the All Star game because his shoulder, like, he's still recovering. I mean, you're getting into pick a name out of the hat and yeah. put them in the All Star game. Yeah. I think you would even get to the point where it's like, I don't know. Are you, they're not going to let them, like, pick a teammate again, right? What do you mean? With the whole, like, Oh, we're we're gonna pick. Um, my injury replacement is gonna be someone from my team. Like I, I don't really play in that game anymore. 
really, I, I don't even know who I, I think CJ is the first name that would come to my mind. For guards. Yeah. Just because it's like. I think mine is CJ Fox Edwards are my top three. Yeah. And, and I don't, Anthony I don't Edwards hasn't Edwards. even played that yeah. great this year. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, there's no other players in the West that I'm like, I need to see them in the all-star game or like, I'm going to riot. Like <laughs> I think CJ or Fox, I think those should be the first two names. And if you need somebody past that, just don't need another guard. <laughs> I mean, shoot, I, I'm being a hundred percent honest. I don't think there's anybody else that deserves it this far into the season. Yeah. Maybe Jamal Murray, maybe. What about Giddy? No, I don't think he deserves it. I mean, I, I love Giddy, but Lou Dort is no. I'm just kidding. Isaiah Joe. If you need another guard, Isaiah freaking Joe. Um, you know he's fourth in three point percentage in the league right now, on three and a half attempts per game. But that's what happens when you come in and play ten minutes per game. The heck. Um, you want to do awards or you want to run through some more names? No, let's go to awards. I don't. Have to. <laughs> <laughs> There's not enough good. I have players. negative names now. <laughs> All right. Um, MVP. I got a little spicy one for you. Oh my god. Kawhi Leonard. No. Yep. No. Yes. No. He played in three games. They won all three. He looked super fluid on the court. And I gotta I gotta say it again. He's gonna be one of the hardest players to ever rank all time. Like I cannot wait for us to be like 40 and then be like, oh, he was so good, but I ain't ranking him. I ain't ranking him. No. I ain't ranking him nothing. Where are his stats this week? He, it was, uh, first of all, second player impact. Yeah. That, you played good. That's not aren't, aren't even that great. Bro, I'm saying he looked good. Yeah, it has to go to Jokic. He, he averaged 36, 17 and a half rebounds and nine assists. It's Jokic by a mile. Jokic was the pie leader. Oh, he's, uh, he, well, he has was, to be. He was only pie leader by three, which isn't a lot, by the way. Sabonis so was third. You meant, you I mean, Savonis fucking yeah, you mentioned earlier. went stupid. Um, reserve. I'm going to keep saying it until he starts. Christian Wood. He's only, he only started two games all season. 17 points, eight rebounds, 40% from three. I'm, until until we get good reserves, I'm not picking anyone. That's Russell Westbrook. 15 <laughs> We're going to have Westbrook it's, and Christian Wood all season. It's, Russell Westbrook had 15 points, 12 rebounds, and eight assists this week. That was his average. Off the bench. That's two fewer points, four more rebounds. No, no. And I guarantee you it's probably like seven more assists. Anyways, rookie is Paolo. Easy. Uh, He's had just the chalk all this week, or what's up? All the chalk. I mean, bro, Paolo has had one game his entire career under 15 points. He had... 18, one 18 point game this week. Mm-hmm. The rest of it was 20 or up. Something like an all-star to me. I'm just saying. I I'm just, I think I'm he just is potentially like the way he's playing should, should be an all-star, but if you're not going to give it to Luca, you can't give it to Paolo. <laughs> like if you're not going to give it to Zion, you can't give it to Paolo. If you're not going to give it to mm-hmm. all these, Oh, we want them to be the face of the league. If you're not going to give it to them as a rookie, you can't give it to freaking Paolo Boncaro. Yeah. I don't care. I don't care how great he looks. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm calling him. He's easy, far and away, rookie of the year. I thought you were you spicy right there. Oh, no. I mean, um, far and away. My rookie of the week is Benedict Matherin. 
And this is this one is for not him being a scorer. Um, his defense looked incredible. He played in 260 possessions, Sean. His defense rating was 100. 100. This absolute bucket getter that is supposed to be only offense, 100 defensive rating. Super, super impressive. Number one of all rookies. Um, he's also number one on the team in plus minus. You want to take a guess who's number two? It's Halliburton. So he's so he's he was a plus eight point eight. Halliburton was the next closest as a plus two. So by far the best plus minus on off uh on their team. Um and not to mention he put he averaged like 17 and a half and four rebounds this this week. Um but Jundarin, pie leader, you kind of tossed it out there. Um good. stat line. I again I didn't pick up his MVP because he's my stat line. I just said one of the games. Uh for Jokic, who's your stat line? Jokic with his 40, 27, and 10. The last player to do that was Wilt Chamberlain. Insane. Like, I feel like we're getting a lot of like a lot of stat lines recently that are like kind of virgin on this. Like I've heard Wilt's name a lot, I feel like. Yeah. Um game. I went Bucks Pelicans. It was last night. Uh Giannis doing Giannis things against a team that uh reluctantly, my favorite, honestly my favorite phrase, uh quote, building the wall against Giannis. Uh yeah, it really didn't work. Home dog. 42 points in 34 minutes. Um, but surprisingly, it was fun to watch because it was a little weird because it wasn't your usual expectations for who's keeping pace with Giannis to make this a close game. Okay, not Zion. He only had 18 points. But Jonas Valanciunas. Hey, get this. Zion had seven assists. He looked good passing the ball. I can't lie. Uh, CJ for 31. Um, and, you know, it's not B.I. He's hurt. It was Jonas Valanciunas with 37. Um, but Bucks pulled it out. Without Chris. And it felt like a must win, honestly, on like a random Monday night in New Orleans. But we had to win it. It, it just felt like it. Um, Who's your game, Sean? My game of the week is also last night. Uh-oh. We've been doing a lot of recording on Tuesday, so I haven't been including Monday games. But it just feels like it was too far away the next time we record. So I'm like, all right, I got to include these. <laughs> um, The Thunder versus the Portland Trailblazers last night. Back and forth all game from three minutes left in the second quarter all the way until the end of the game. It was a two-possession game from that point on. I mean, back and forth. Portland takes the lead. OKC takes the lead. Back and forth. Back and forth. No no team got out by more than five points Jesus. during that entire 27-minute span Jesus. of game time. And comes down, uh, Damian Lillard. Obviously, past uh, Clyde Drexler in points last night. Um, he comes down. They're down two. Shea hit two free throws to put him up by two. Dame comes down. It's a midi. Shea goes down. Or, anyways, it was tied. And then Dame has a chance to put the game away. Runs into his own player. Runs into Josh Hart, and just loses the ball. Thunder get the ball back. Three seconds left. Uh, passes it to Shea, spin, turn around, fade away, hits the game winner. Did it he, it did, was incredible. Did, did, I, he, did he wave like the Damian Lillard? He didn't team. wave, but he was like, mm. he, he like pointed to the sky and was like moving it back and forth. So it kind of looked like a wave, but I don't think it was. And then bro, <laughs> look up. <laughs> I, I'll show you the video. I'll show you the video. Um, and then. All the Thunder players, Chet, I mean, mm. everybody that's injured, everybody that's healthy goes and like throws water on Shea. Oh, okay. And then uh, somebody threw a cup 
full of water at him and then he gets it aaron wiggins was too late to throw any water on him shay gets the cup and just chucks it at wiggins and wiggins is like you're lucky you you lucky you balled out bro but it, it was a super fun game um i called dame hitting a shot i thought it was gonna be a three to go up and then i was like three seconds left it's like they're gonna get the ball to shay and shay's gonna hit a game winner i was literally laying there with abby and as soon as he hit it i scr- i'm like shay is him let's go mm-hmm. and both her big uh, uh labradoodle whatever they are the curly whatever mm-hmm. um run in there and just jump on me and they're all excited and and like, like yeah yeah he's him <laughs> like yelling to the dog obviously they have no clue what's happening no but it was it was great um great night to be a fan great night to be watching the nba anyways team team of the week i got cavaliers 4-1 this week but uh on like a broader note i'm really and you kind of touched on this a little bit um earlier in the episode about them getting Donovan Mitchell and how if they had drafted Scotty Barnes instead of Evan Mobley. Um, I think it's a little underappreciated like how important Donovan Mitchell's offense is for Mobley's development as an offensive player. So with it kind of allows him, and I didn't really explain it very well in my notes, so I'm kind of just going off the rip here. Um, it puts him in more high-intensity games where his points will matter more is, is kind of like the theory that I'm kind of trying to build on right now. He – um. Because obviously, if they're not an as competitive team, you know, you're going to have some games where your just points don't matter. I mean, you know, what I like to call the Booker roll. Um, but when you have Donovan, Donovan Mitchell added to this team, who's a true scorer, you, first of all, you're not required to score as much. So you, uh, you can kind of develop your game a little bit slower, kind of anchor in on your defense, something you're already good at that you can get, grow better at. Um, and when you are needed to score, which you're going to be needed to score every game, now those points are meaningful and in meaningful games. So it kind of gives you those like high leverage moments without being the second option on a team that's trying to make the playoffs. Um, so just kind of like something I'm trying to track. So I'm, I'm going to give them my team for that. Um, so I'm cheating a little bit. I'm going with the state of New York. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to explain. So the Nets and the Knicks, they are both on, well, Knicks are on a six game win streak. Nets are on a seven. I might have that flip-flop, but anyways, six and seven game win streaks. This is the first time since 1976-77 season that that's the Nets' first season in the NBA after they came over from the ABA merger that both the Knicks and Nets have active win streaks of six-plus games at the same time. The first time in almost 50 years that they've both been on a six-plus game win streak at the same exact time. Hmm. And... Both teams playing extremely well. Um, right after the Knicks let OKC score 148 points on them, their defense has been one of the tops in the league. I don't know how. I mean, half their roster can't play defense, but they are. Um, and oh, what's his name? Quentin Grimes. He's in the starting lineup like I predicted preseason. So that makes me feel good. Uh, but yeah, that's my team's. Of the week. Make the entire city. We should just change it to city. City of the week. Yeah. City of the week. Cool. Uh, Dud, Houston Rockets. Get this. I have some crazy stats for you. They're number one in offensive rebounds this week. Okay. 32nd in three-point percentage. 30, 32nd? 
Or 30th, sorry. sorry, sorry, sorry. I was like, bro, there's a, they ain't even in the league and they're shooting worse than them. <laughs> Who are we killing, bro? G League teams. About- bro, we got G League teams playing so, better. So 30th, three-point percentage. 30th in assists per game. And 29th in turnovers per game. An absolute horrendous week. Just terrible. They're bums. Uh, I want the Wizards. They're on a 10-game losing streak. Holy last week cow. it was the last week it was Bradley Beal. I didn't even know that. But Bradley Beal came back, and the Wizards still can't win a game. Um, God. They have a lot of players that are playing good. I mean, Kuzma, Porzingis, and Bradley Beal are playing good. Yeah, those are all players who don't know how to play defense, though. But nobody else on the team is playing any any good. So uh, they're my dud of the week. Jesus. Um. I, okay. Fuck. I cannot believe they're on a ten game losing streak. Uh. My surprise, Jaron Jackson. Wait, you ready? I'm ready. I'm waiting. Okay. Anticipation is setting in. I'm just surprised how good his passing looks. He's actually moving the ball. That entire team is moving the ball. Um, I've kind of been a little negative against his like passing and ball handling uh, last season and the season before that. Um, and I think he actually looks good. I don't know if, you know, getting hurt is one of these things where it's like, Shit, bro, I can't jump, so I got to pass the ball now. And he got better at it. Or I mean, the Grizzlies, I mean, I mean, earlier in the season, you were talking about how Desmond Bain is surprising mm-hmm. you with how great he's passing. Yeah. I think it's just the Grizzlies. I uh, guess. I mean, I, I don't know. On top of his insane stocks he's putting up right now. All right, you ready for the surprise of the week? Yeah. Tyler Hero has set or set his career high in points and three-pointers three made in back-to-back games this week. Ready why that's a surprise? Three-pointers made? Three-pointers made in the game. Okay. So, against the Thunder, he had a career-high nine three-pointers, scored 35 points. Surprising that that's only his career-high. Doesn't surprise me. The nine threes is surprising. 37. He had 37 points in the playoffs his rookie year, but regular season, 35 is his career-high. I think that was against us. I think. No, 35 uh, or 37 was against Sean. And then I'm sorry. I remember that because oh my god, I remember talking about it after. Continue. And then uh 35 regular season career high against the Thunder. Very next night goes out, hits 10 threes in the game, sets his career high again, and then obviously that translated into points. He ended up with 41 points, set his career high back to back nights for points and three pointers made. Dang, Malik Monk is good. I mean, uh, tell her. Hey, Malik Monk is pretty freaking good. Get out of here. Get Bruh, out of he here. Bro, he's been balling Get for them. Here. Both those teams, been, or both them players been balling. Malik Monk had like a 30-point game earlier this year. Did Tyler Hero? Tyler Hero actually starts, though. Malik Monk comes off the bench. I mean, they were trying to make him come off the bench for a while. Hey, but but he is starting now. Thank God. I know. He not, all these, not all this fake-ass six-man mm-hmm. shit. Max Struess. Yeah, he started 23 out of 23 games. Good. Boom. Good. But you know what? That's going to close us out, I think. I'm done. I don't have anything else to talk about. Nope, I don't. That's going to be it for episode 150. Thanks for listening to us all these years. And get ready because we're not stopping now. We're out. Later.